The Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub, a Bible study program featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, and I hope you join us today as we continue the Heavenly Authority series. We are in 2 Samuel chapter 24, in the section where King David takes a census of Israel and Judah. And last time, Pastor went back into the book of Exodus, chapter 30, to see the directions God gave to Moses when such a numbering was to take place, so that no plague would come among the people. Every man from twenty years old and above who is numbered must give an offering of half a shekel to the Lord, a ransom or atonement money for himself to the Lord. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg. There has to be this atonement, this ransom, this life price paid. And when it's paid, the money goes into the tabernacle for the service of the tabernacle of meeting. It goes for the Levites to take care of the tabernacle. And it's not just an offering, an obligation for God's service. It's a memorial there to remember it. It's important to remember, he's saying, for the children to remember, the children of Israel to have as a memorial, to remember that when you count how many you are, when you decipher, when you reckon your power and you say, how many strong men do we have 20 years and above, when you count yourself in such a way to see your numbers, then humble yourself and make this offering to the Lord because anytime there's a numbering, there's an obligation. Anytime you reckon, there's an obligation to support God's work, to support the ministry at the tabernacle, and to remember that you need atonement. You need atonement, you need salvation, and no matter how those numbers come out, you need the Lord. And his purpose and his plan and his tabernacle and his service must come first. Remember that whenever you number. And it seems that this was extra important for the Israelites because if they did not, a plague would come upon them. And was David aware of these instructions? Because we're not going to read about David doing this the proper way. And what's going to happen? A plague is going to come upon them. That's how God brings judgment upon Israel. He's angry with their sins. And that's why David is moved to do what's in his heart and to do it recklessly, not carefully according to the prescription in Exodus. Because this prescription brings glory to God. And David is not doing it to bring glory to God. David is numbering to find out how many do we have? How many are there of us versus them so I can know how much power I have? So that I can reckon my position? So I can count on whether I'm going to stand or fall? As opposed to reckoning that God is the one that makes us stand or fall. See, numbers are great when they're there to appreciate God. But when they're there to count how much power we have and leave God out of the equation, forgetting his tabernacle, forgetting his testimony, 
forgetting the need for atonement that if we have much or little, if we're rich or poor, if we're powerful or weak, if we're strong or lame, it makes no difference. It's all up to God. It's in his hands. Numbers to take it out of God's hands and say, look what I have, look what I can do, is an affront to the faith. And you say, gee, such a simple thing, and if they don't do it that way, he's going to hit them with a plague? That's how important this is in God's eyes, that when you number and you use numbers, you do it the right way with the right attitude. Because that which can be very good and measure the salvation of God. In the book of Acts, we read how many thousands were given the numbers to save on the day of Pentecost and then later on. Numbers can be very good to measure the heavens and the earth and the creation. Numbers can be very bad because by numbers, men manipulate and take power and control others. And so God wants the human race, he wants mankind to understand this is important in my sight, that you have the right attitude when you measure, when you count, when you reckon what you have. If you count much, count it as nothing because I'm the one that matters and you must make atonement to me. If you count little, don't be shaken in your faith because from a few, Gideon destroyed the many. One man, Samson, pushed down the pillars in the temple. When you're weak, I make you strong. And if you do number yourself, understand that with your numbers, with any power that you have, comes an obligation. But the ministry of the Lord goes out first. Was David aware of these instructions? Well, if you look ahead in 1 Chronicles chapter 27 and verse 23, 1 Chronicles chapter 27, verse 23. But David did not take the number of those 20 years old and under, because the Lord had said he would multiply Israel like the stars of the heavens. Joab, the son of Zeruiah, began a census, but he did not finish, for wrath came upon Israel because of this census. Nor was the number recorded in the account of the Chronicles of King David. So we're speaking about the numbering that brought the wrath of God upon them. And it says that David did not take the number of those 20 years old and under, just like the instructions in Exodus chapter, chapter 30. So David knows the rule about the 20-year-old and over being counted. And he knows the reason why they were not to count the ones under 20 years old, because the Lord said he would multiply them like the stars of the heavens. So what's the difference if you count those less than 20 years old? Be they many or be they few, God has said it. There will be a next generation. It's guaranteed. Every generation of Jew is guaranteed. So why count the children? There will always be children for Abraham. God has promised it. And David has faith in that. He knows that counting them would be a human action almost in opposition to what faith in God has promised, that faith that secures that promise. So David understands the law. He understands the reason for the law. He understands the faith in God. But it seems he's having difficulty. He's having a problem with the situation here and now. He believes God for the future. He said it to Abraham. 
And so it will happen, and there's no need to count the children. It's the here and now. How many are there of Judah versus how many are there of Israel in this power struggle? Dave is having trouble right now. So David, I believe, is aware of the instructions. The book of Numbers in the Pentateuch contains two general numberings. There is the numbering of the generation of the Exodus, the generation that came out of Egypt, starting in Numbers chapter 1. And then there is the numbering of the generation that grew up in the wilderness and conquered eventually Canaan in Numbers chapter 26. If you look for a moment in Numbers chapter 1 and verse 1, now the Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the tabernacle of meeting on the first day of the second month, in the second year after they had come out of the land of Egypt, saying, Take a census of all the congregation of the children of Israel. So God is telling Moses to do this. By their families, by their father's houses, according to the number of names, every male individually. From 20 years old and above, again that 20-year-old number, all who are able to go to war in Israel, you and Aaron shall number them by their armies. So as to get a tabulation of the number of men that are available that have come out of Egypt. Now there's one other number that's interesting in connection with this, and that's the number in Exodus chapter 1. In Exodus chapter 1, going back to when they go into Egypt, it says, Now these are the names of the children of Israel who came to Egypt. Each man and his household came with Jacob. And the names of the sons of Jacob. Verse 5, And all those who were descendants of Jacob were 70 persons. For Joseph was in Egypt already. So 70, 70 plus Joseph and his children. Seventy come in, and now how many come out? And we're going to see it's a large number. It's over 600,000 men, which would indicate a total population of about two million. Did God fulfill his promise to Abraham to make them numerous? In captivity in Egypt, did he bless them and make them abundant? Yes. So what does the numbering here do? It brings glory to the name of God. It brings glory that he fulfills his promise. God directs the numbering. The numbering gives glory to God. It's acceptable. It's done the proper way. And that is a contrast of what David is doing. Not ordained of God. Not told by God, by a prophet, go and do this. Done for selfish and wrong motives to give himself, hopefully, a sense of security as opposed to glorifying God. Going back to the book of Numbers, he and Aaron are to number them 20 years and, old, and older. And then down in verse 19 of chapter 1, as the Lord commanded Moses, so he numbered them in the wilderness of Sinai. Down in verse 45, 
So all who were numbered of the children of Israel by their father's houses from 20 years old and above, all who were able to go to war in Israel, all who were numbered were 603,550. So it gives us the number, and that number brings glory to God. Then we read verse 47. But the Levites were not numbered among them by their father's tribe. So that does not include the Levites. For the Lord had spoken to Moses, saying, Only the tribe of Levi you shall not number, nor take a census of them among the children of Israel. We'll have to break from the sermon at this point. I hope you have enjoyed delving into the riches of God's Word and will join us next time as Pastor Greg continues the Heavenly Authority series. You can write to us at our post office box in Branford, Connecticut. That's Shi'ar Jashub, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in Madison, Connecticut, in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane. If you would like to join us for Bible study, worship, communion, and prayer, take I-95 to Exit 61 in Madison. Go south to Route 1. The Memorial Hall is the yellow brick and white building adjacent to the green, across from the James Madison Memorial. May our Lord Jesus bless you as you serve Him. And please remember to join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.